0: this week on Media Delta. The Hunt for Red October was a debut novel by Tom Clancy, the author whose name is still being plastered onto military games made by Ubisoft. Despite him being dead for quite some time and even before then, a lot of his work was still being ghostwritten. Clancy's way of meticulously describing the mechanisms for, say, military hardware, and in particular, submarines, that are featured in the story um, for the Red October, caught the attention of many readers, to the point that it was popular enough to warrant the release of a theatrical motion picture. The movie was directed by John McTiernan, the same director who brought us Die Hard. Its cast was top tier, though maybe not at the time, time helped with that, and it was relatively popular when it was released. Despite it being not aimed at kids, there were many attempts to make video games based on the movie, aimed at both adults, And still for kids. As of this episode, we've only taken a look at the NES game. And we're not very thrilled with it. Let's see if perhaps the movie fares better as we discuss The Hunt for Red October. The movie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Media Delta. Uh, Today we're talking about kind of, I think, of the things we've taken a look at. I think this is one of the more... Like actual popular things, So I remember this movie being kind of a big deal when it came. Uh, even though I was, I really was not old enough to know, um, like a whole like more movies. So I was only four when this came out. But uh, <laughs> or,
1: just so, a baby.
0: Yes, uh, but yeah.
1: I. Why Wait, are you this also this ah, young? Ninety-two. Ninety-two. Ah. But yes. Uh, no, what month is oh, my question? Uh,
0: I think it was May. I want to say its mate. It probably was uh, not made. I wasn't
1: even born yet. Oh my god! Mm. I was seven when this came out.
0: <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah, we are talking a relatively bigger movie because this was pretty popular. Uh, we're talking about the Hunt for Red October, uh, which um originally based on a Tom Clancy novel, the same name. Uh, we are talking about the movie version of it, uh, directed by John McTiernan, uh, of Die Hard fame. Uh, so uh, as you heard earlier, I am not the only one who also watched that movie. So, who do I have with me, in alphabetical order?
2: Hi, I'm Axe, and I'm going deep in it.
1: Going deep in it. I said the sub's so good, I could sleep in it. I'm death. I'm torpid typist, and I'm afraid of deep water, so this was an experience. (laughs) Also, this was released in 1990, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) Okay, so yes, it was March 1990, I see. Yes, Hmm. doing a quick little fix. I was
1: five years old then.
0: Yeah, I was too.
1: I wasn't even a twinkle in my father's
0: eye. <laughs> Actually, I think I, anyway, yeah. It, anyway. Um, yeah. So this is a, this is probably the, um, sort of a history of what, uh, um, for October, this was the novel that kind of, this wasn't Tom Clancy's first novel. Um, but it was one of his more, it was, it was the one who put that, put him on his map. Uh, there is a story. Uh, I don't know if it's apocryphal or not that, uh, he was did so much research about the submarines in this movie uh, and put that into this book, which is kind of his, his military like detail uh, is kind of his signature. And he was so detailed with the submarines and uh, like prototype uh, um, craft uh, that he got visited uh, by the Navy. I believe it was like, Hey, how do you know all this stuff? And uh, yeah, that apparently happened. Uh so yes, um, yeah, originally came out in 1990, or the movie came out in nineteen ninety. Um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out when. Yeah, it was the novel came out in nineteen eighty four. Uh so, uh, yeah, uh, it it makes the setting of this movie a lot more, like actually makes sense. Like it's not quite did, when this. Well, I guess technically it didn't. The Cold War didn't end until ninety one, but still. Anyway, uh, so to talk about this movie, uh, we are going to follow the question format that we have. I have eight questions uh, to talk about uh, that we are all going to take turns answering in alphabetic order and then reverse for the following question. So uh, first question that we have, and I'll have Axe start this. um, What's the scene that you want to talk about?
2: Well, I mean, the one that jumps out to me just immediately uh, is just James Earl Jones. The first time we see his character, and he's just so fantastic. He's just so in the scene, and it, it's little moments like, and I, the reason why it stands out to me is just so much of this movie is very kind of bland, very dry, Um and it's a movie about submarines, so how, how exciting can you be? And then you've got James Earl Jones just sort of leaping out the screen at you, just saying, hi, how are you? In that deep James Earl Jones voice. And it just sticks with
0: you. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that. Uh, death? I
2: was actually having a hard time picking one for this,
3: because like, there were a lot of scenes in this that I liked and thought was interesting. But I guess by the pick one, it's the point where uh, Jack Ryan's trying to convince the uh, the captain of the Dallas that uh, uh, Sean Connery's character is trying to defect, and he basically just bullshits some stuff, and then like later on when he's asking about it, he says, yeah, I made that up. I would just, I needed you to believe me.
0: That was a pretty good scene. That was pra- practically a coin flip because I was like, okay, it's going to go to the starboard or is it going to go port side? Um, and
3: then the captain's like, oh, my Morse code's kind of sh. I may be sending him. They made up the month.
0: So, uh, Torpo.
1: Honestly, mine is, uh, this is a little after the, uh, after, uh, Sean Connery's character had revealed to the crew, not the crew, but like the, the higher staff, uh, that they were going to def- uh And he was uh, sitting, he was laying down uh, while the, the captain of uh, <clears throat> was was sitting down. And they were just having this long conversation about what they wanted to do when they got to America after after this was over. And I felt it really, Sean Connery really sold how just tired and weary of war his character was. And I, I actually thought it was a really good It also was nice that they had everybody saying, Yes. <laughs> and they caught it on sonar. It was great.
0: Yeah, it's it, Yeah, it's that kind of scene is like a signature. It, it is like cuz the thing and especially since it was going to go kind of a little bit into the scene that I was talking about um Don Clancy has a very basically any scene of his in any of his books where it's not a specifically a military operation just go it's just not good. At all, like it is just hilarious how, like, I don't want to say like strawmanishly Russian or like stereotypically Russian, like the things that are like is because my scene was going to be when the the political officer is in Ramius's office and then Ramius just straight up kills him, like just straight up murders him, like just all of a sudden, uh, yeah, slams him into a table. Or basically he's like rubbing it to like oh yeah what do you think this is this is Soviet Russia we you have no privacy everything like this ship is like a it's a property of the people because for communist yeah it's just
1: it, it definitely does have a very hoorah America vibe if but I... the, uh, the thing
2: is even for for a Clancy film like this is uh, like, I can't go full- on Clancy but it, it it's it feels very reserved in its stereotypical attitude towards russians like it doesn't go full on it just has those little hinges of like yeah. yeah i
1: mean in in general it's like weirdly anti-war compared to most of clancy's stuff
0: yeah, yeah. um it that also could be work of the director as well because i've never actually read the full novel of this i have read some of his like i've read or I've, let's see well more listened to um but through audiobook but i've listened to like um like the like rainbow six in like the bear and the Dragon and like executive orders yeah his yeah i bet you in the novel it was a lot more gung-ho about that kind of thing like rainbow six like if at some point we ever get to the novel of rainbow six um that is uh that is a novel in which um this takes place in like 2000 and for some reason oh we're just gonna revive the ira in the red army faction for reasons but yeah um so yeah that that the scene with the the political officer in the um, office was kind of my scene that I wanted to talk about um so uh since we talked about the kind of the scenes feeling that uh we talked about the kind of setting uh in the characters, so how did you feel about the setting slash characters uh, torpo
1: I mean the setting itself is very it exists i guess it's fucking cold war bullshit. I mean, there's not much to be said about the setting itself. That's not the point. Uh, the characters vary widely. But, like, Sean Connery's character is actually really good. I'm trying to remember the name of the other characters. Jack Ryan. Jack okay. Ryan was completely uninteresting. Yeah, yeah. Is Alec Baldwin. He's very young Alec Baldwin. With a fucking shag carpet on his chest.
0: Yes. Um. Uh, America? No,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. no no but peace. like le- legit like his character <laughs> is not interesting he's like fucking hero protagonist
0: yeah pretty much uh,
1: james l jones was good uh, admiral Greer, i thought he did a really good job um let's see uh fucking sam Neill's character which was Vasily that i mentioned also pretty good though it was very obvious he was going <laughs> yeah they threw flags up left and right it, uh wow. there was also Mm-hmm. The moment that,
0: yeah, the same the moment that you say is like, I want to have maybe a recreational vehicle in Montana and maybe need two wives.
2: That whole that whole monologue is just and him Ray's saying I'm rabbits. gonna fucking die so bad. He's two days yeah. from retirement, folks. He's gonna die.
1: Uh, other than that, there was one other character who I really liked. I don't remember his name, but he was basically the the sort of the the sonar guy and audio engineer from the Dallas yeah, Courtney B. Vance's character, which would be Seaman Jones, who was actually really good. I actually yeah. liked him a lot.
0: Yeah, he was pretty good. Um, uh, yeah. What about uh, what about you?
3: Um, setting-wise, like Torford said, it's it's Cold War stuff. Nothing really stands out super much. I thought most of the characters were good though. Cause yeah, I liked Seaman Jones, like Scott Glenn, who was the captain of the da- the
1: Dallas. Yeah, Scott Glenn was pretty good.
3: Fred Dalton Thompson in his, like, couple scenes, he stood out too. He was the captain of the ship there before he went, before Jack Ryan went to Dallas. Uh, I didn't actually hate Jack Ryan's character as much as you did, because, like, his character's not really supposed to be, like, an action character, if that's what happened in, like, the final scene. Like, he's supposed to just be an analyst.
1: I mean, it's I never expected him to be, like, an action hero, but he has this very hero-protagonist vibe. He's just...
0: He kind of has the, the, he's a Swiss RV knife, yeah. the protagonist, and that is yeah. like, like yeah, he's mostly there to do, like, he serves as, like, the analyst when there's a lot of, like, analysis stuff that's going on, uh, but if he needs to do shooting, he can do shooting.
1: He exists and, to move the plot, and it feels like a little, yeah. but uh, I, I did want to say, real quick, I felt Tim Curry was fucking wasted on yes. this movie. He <laughs> very, was like he... very, very chill in this compared to most of his stuff. Not just that he got like a fucking bit part. Like the yeah, character he plays gets times. very little screen time and exists only to just go, "I love Russia."
0: Yeah, I think that I wonder how much of his time on this movie was what he pulled back on when he was eventually needed to escape capitalism. <laughs> yeah, and
3: yeah, the thing like I didn't, I didn't really, I didn't like Alec Baldwin as Jack Bryan, but I, He's better than some of the other people stuff like who've played the role. Ben, ben Affleck,
0: Ben Affleck, like the later Jim from The Office.
3: Yeah, even like Chris Pine and Harrison Ford.
0: Harrison Ford did an okay job.
3: That was supposed to be old man Jack Ryan. So yeah, I guess so. Uh,
0: so uh,
1: uh, Alec Baldwin felt perfectly fitting as Jack Ryan, but that's because Jack yeah. Ryan's kind of
0: eh. yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, X? Uh,
1: all right. So setting, I mean,
2: I think we're all in agreement here. It's Cold War. The Cold War is really all about tension and sort of like flexing at each other. So there mm-hmm. really was going to be a whole lot to it. And there's not a whole lot you could really do a story about that. But um, I did like that they, they focused on sort of that weary – like Torpid brought up that weariness of endless wars. And you know, Connery, it's like my, my wife died you know, while I was at war and I really wasn't even doing anything. So like everything just seems pointless. And it, it's so weird seeing that from anything Tom Clancy does, especially if you know his later works. Um, So like, I feel like this is one of his more like laid back kind of works. And it, it shows it just how all the characters are written, not to be like, you know, bang, bang, shoot them up, but more, um, there's a lot of i want to just say the desolation behind all the stuff that's going on everybody's tired and they're stressed and tense because of the cold war and it shows in all of the little subplots that keep popping up between the different characters Mm -hmm. um as turn and and going to the characters you know you've got your stereotypical motherland russia guy that gets fucking off right at the start then you've got you know tim curry like he said wasted total great potential with tim Curry completely just not spent you've got your two days from retirement with sam um but what struck me so great was them trying to pass off sam Neal who's a new zealander <laughs> sean connery who's a scott and-, and tim curry who's a brit all as russians and honestly none of them really sold me on
1: that oh, well man. they got away with it because they deliberately had nobody speak with a fake russian accent and, and, and i appreciate I- that it's yes. they they did
0: actually have some people speak in russian which was good
1: well yeah speaking russian was was good but i meant like when they were speaking in english they didn't have an accent yeah accent
2: right (laughs) they they didn't they didn't go they didn't go offensively stereotypical accent style and i do appreciate that but it still was funny to me to hear sean in his full sean voice playing a russian i just like that they tried to us three but um so uh i mean but even that like all the characters except for i'd say alex character i thought jack ryan was uh, not only dull but he's the movie's mary sue he's the mary sue of america like he's he's he magically talks this guy down with a bunch of bullshit and also he serves as sort of the linchpin to saving sean connery's ass he saves the entire ass of everybody there because uh, if they were to have opened fire, that could have actually started a war with Russia that they they didn't seem to realize. Um, so it's just having the lone American being the sole voice of reason between all that kind of falls into that, that underpinning of jingoism that is was stylistic of Clancy's writing. So I, I really could have done without Jack Ryan altogether. But, you know, all the other characters really were interesting and they had – backgrounds that they tried to build on and um i i i like this cast i thought it was it was i had a hard time sitting through the movie because it's two and a half freaking hours long but you know i felt the cast holds the yeah
0: uh the characters Uh are uh really good you speaking uh mentioning uh uh that it's interesting having those people as a a fake uh russian uh remind me of Die Hard, the other movie that he directed where you had a a uh a British man uh as a German and a Russian as a German. So it kind of goes around. Um
3: actually I'd say about that too cause yeah, I'm glad they didn't try to have them try to do fake Russian accents at all because if they couldn't do it, they couldn't do it. And like within this movie there's an example of that happening cuz like Gates mcfadden as like jack Ryan's wife she has one scene in the whole movie. yeah and during that scene she goes from a british accent to an english ac- american accent in the course of one line
0: uh yeah uh,
1: also as a quick aside sean connery's toupee costs twenty thousand dollars. huh uh also your story um lolo yeah it's specifically after the release of the novel, uh, some members of Congress contacted the, CS- the CIA demanding to know why the Russians had invented a caterpillar drive before the U.S. Navy did.
0: <laughs> huh. Interesting. Like
1: Clancy, Clancy uh, sort
3: of had Jack Ryan's backstory of writing nonfiction novels for the
1: government. Uh, also, I think when you were thinking of being approached by the government, you're thinking of Dr. Strangelove, I think it was.
0: Oh, maybe that was
1: it. Yeah, where Kubrick's crew got approached by the government because they had so closely replicated the interior of a bomber.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Forgetting that Stanley Kubrick
2: is a freaking madman. Yeah. And his attention to detail is terrifying. Yeah, they, they thought
1: he was a spy, basically. Um, no, it's just Stanley Kubrick.
0: So uh, I'm actually going to skip over to a question because I think we talked about it a little bit. Uh, so... Uh, we mentioned the casting quite a bit. So how do we feel about the casting overall? Just like the strength of this cast uh, starting acts.
2: I mean, I, I did already say it, but I'll say it again. This is a really strong cast and it's, it's, that's kind of a gimme because you've got Connery, you've got Sam Neill, you've got James Earl Jones, you know, even to a degree, Tim Curry. I mean, you have people who were already established by this time, this movie came out as solid actors, and putting them all together with really strong material uh, and, you know, Clancy for all his, his words, he does have a strong writing style, so th- this was, there's no way that this was gonna bomb. This was a fantastic, fantastically acted film, and they picked all the right people films, even if it's a little... Alright, Death? Yeah. The casting
3: was very strong for this movie. I can't think of anyone I'd really switch out. And Actually, I'm on- The thing, we keep mentioning Tim Curry. Like, he he was, like, very seduced with normal roles, but I don't think Tim Curry, Tim currying it up would have been right for this mode.
0: Oh, it absolutely wouldn't have been. Um, The one thing I did want to point out, uh, because I just need to uh, think about it, but um, some of the acts you were mentioning, like, especially, like, Sam, like, if I'm thinking about at the time of 1990, when this originally came out, um, because this was pre-Jurassic Park, right? So this, I don't know. Would did Sam Neill have as much of a career at that point? Because I don't know if he was really in anything big until, like, like a uh, Jurassic Park. But that's just I, I might. I'm just not super familiar with his work.
1: No, I'm um, looking at nothing. Really stands out to me.
0: Um, and yeah. also. Like, Tim Curry, like, I think we kind of know him, but I don't know if, like, Clue was probably his most mainstream. Like, he was always, like, a side actor. Like, he, like, I know he showed up in a lot of t- um, And Sean Connery definitely was big. And Alec Baldwin, I don't think, was really he big was at that time. What was he in?
3: No, I said he was newish as far as, like...
0: Yeah, because he, yeah. started, he started acting in 1987, so... Yeah, because
2: uh, Park came out three years later. This this was his so his first uh, Neil's first like international role in the
1: Omen. Um, so uh, also Clue the, was five years before.
0: Yeah. it? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, Clue was definitely five years. Yeah, because Clue was definitely eighties. Um, uh,
2: yeah, as far as as far as like a big hit, um, Hunt for Red October arguably is like his breakout. Yeah, international, because he was already fairly big in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, and uh, Alec Baldwin, the only other really big movie he was in before this, I don't even know if this was really big, but uh, Beelduce was probably his biggest one before this. Mm. Uh, She's Having a Baby I think was relatively big, and also Working Girl. Uh, but yeah, uh, Humphrey in October was probably his biggest role, or his first really big role.
2: Alright, so I kind of modify what i said it, but you yeah had, it, it, in a sense it was
0: names but, yeah. so yeah there were names but they were definitely they had they would eventually have jobs.
2: It, it didn't seem out of place uh like you mentioned when we did die hard how casting bruce Willis people were like uh eh? no 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 whereas like i don't think anybody really would have questioned having any one of these people added on to these these particular roles
0: yeah uh, also uh james l jones to mention again um Hmm. yeah um i'm just kind of looking at the names of all the people yeah because none of these other names are super standing out yeah uh so Torpo, what do you think about the casting
1: i thought the casting was really solid overall yeah like it was a very star-studded cast well would be nowadays but uh that said Sam McNeil is always fun for me because all I think of is Event Horizon, <laughs> which is such a good movie. It's such a
2: terrible great movie. I I I don't even consider it terrible. I think it's a good.
1: It is horror. pure schlock. It's schlock, but it's good schlock. Yeah, no, no, it's it's it's, it's enjoyable. Bad. But yeah. my my point stands. I think it's a really good cast. Uh, Sean Connery really sells the the war weary. Uh, Russian captain yeah and and just all of it in general I think is
0: really- yeah uh yeah I, I the, the cast again this is phenomenal um yeah I, there's not that many uh things I would change like outball Baldwin's weird now but uh yeah he did a relatively good job of this um so yeah um next question I have is um how do you feel about the flow of this movie um I think uh start with Torpo
1: so this is by its very nature a very slow movie it's two hours 15 minutes and i can guarantee you action is not happening for a good chunk of that Uh, it's a it's a plot that moves in fits and spurts and that's not necessarily a bad thing i know it makes it harder to watch for some people but i mean it's about naval warfare and fucking political intrigue during the, the the cold war it's not exactly gonna be a fucking hell of a time i guess yeah i still think it works for what it is though and i did find it enjoyable regardless
0: yeah i could definitely see that yeah Uh, so what so what about you death
1: so
3: probably gonna be in the minorities but i thought it was fine because like it is a long movie but i enjoy stuff no point where it ever really dragged for me like everything just flowed well
0: all right next
2: so um i'm gonna have to eat a couple words i said before we started recording this i said that i probably would have been able to sit through das boat better than this das boat's like five hours long so i'm wrong uh this is like two and a half hours and that's uh so given that in mind and also just kind of like having a little time to process everything i watched and so it's a long film and i've sat through a lot of long and it's a long film where not a lot happens at certain times. It's people talking and it's not an action film. It's, it's political intrigue. And I don't really, I'm a political person, but I don't like political intrigue movies. They don't interest me for some reason. So like it dragged for me in that regard, but to take that away, it it's paced really well. It flows really well, you know, there's no like rambling and running off into different directions and losing sight of the plot. The plot's always there, and what you're doing is is you're you're kind of like, um, it's like a small town. you're You're going through and you're seeing a, a bunch of different stories of the different people who are there, their motivations for why they're defecting um, what they're hoping for, what they're looking forward to, as well as their their ho- their hopes and fears in relation to their future and the current situation and not just with the russians either you've got you know the american side of things where there are actually some interesting stories uh amidst you know the things that are going on so you know i actually you know if i gave it more thought than my initial reaction of uh two and a half hours on board like it is a good movie and it is well put together
0: yeah um yeah i i thought uh, yeah it, it's a long movie um the thing is, is that, yeah, I could definitely see if you're not someone who is into, like, the more, like, I guess, dramatic in terms of, like, thriller part, like, the political thriller kind of aspect of it, uh, this is not going to be a movie for you. But if it's one that you can kind of, like, if you're a person who likes a slow burn, like a not, like, not, like, actiony movie, like, of th- of just things just gradually building up. Uh, then, yeah, I could definitely see you enjoying this movie. Um, So, in this kind of movie actually goes on to the, the next question that I asked, uh, or I was going to ask, is, do you think that you can make a movie about submarines actually, like, thrilling? To, like, a, like, just, like, in general, an action movie?
2: Um, I haven't seen too many. I'm going to be honest. So, I... I... If I were to really, like, put some thought into it, it depends on how you go about it. If you're doing just strictly naval warfare, fuck no. Naval warfare is boring as hell. It's a lot of slow-moving and trajectory and planning and plotting, and I I could never see that as interesting. But if you had sort of, like, God, it would only be, like, people being able to get on board and fighting on board or just, you know, in general— um, 'Cause like I said, I'm not I'm not big on political intrigue. This is a hard question for me personally. I don't think so in that regard. I'll just go with that. Alright, death. Uh be it. Answer your question from no one
3: else here ever seen Crimson Tide. I have not. No. Nope. Alright. Yeah, it's another submarine uh, Denzel Washington about uh submarine crew and um uh, character was the captain on the ship Washington's character was his second in command. It's basically about a mutiny on board the ship because uh hackman's character is a bit of a warmonger with regards to their orders and uh washington's fighting against him. i thought it, it's a very interesting so my answer is yes
0: hmm uh yeah so uh what about you Torbo? um
1: i mean so the problem is it's as i said how strictly do you want to adhere to reality uh because like if you want pure realism then naval warfare is going to be plotting to some degree
0: yeah i uh, yeah. I think that like of all the like combat situations, like Nate, like specifically submarine combat is like some of the most, like, especially considering how math intensive it is. And it's more about like, it is a lot of planning and to even like get a simple hit. It's definitely not like dogfighting or like it just like standard infantry combat. It does a lot of like, it is mostly outmathing the opponent um which is mostly which,
3: what the combat in this movie was yeah which yeah,
0: uh, yeah. so it's kind of it the focus yeah like there was like what three scenes of like like the, in the combat by combat i mean there was a torpedo like one that has been launched
1: i mean it was at, uh, it was multiple at the near the end when the uh the russian sub had caught up he was yeah. trying to sink the red october
3: there was the one in the middle where the like bomber plane was they were in the trench the so out mm.
1: i think to no, me those scenes are actually pretty good
2: the, the, i think what they did with the character char- you, you have to have characters you have to have just like you can't just go into the combat to make a submarine movie good it's got to be about the people on board and how things are going and i think that works
1: well the problem is like the discussion here is like turning into an action i I, is... I don't think you could
2: i don't think you could make an action submarine movie i, think I it's have got to be character driven
1: i think you can and i have you know what? No, I I think you can. I'll just say that. Okay.
3: Yeah. Well, like I've said, I, I've seen that movie, so
1: it can be done. I've seen it happen in other ways too, but I, in general, I, it's completely possible. But it's it's what kind of story you're trying to tell, essentially.
0: Um, because that seems to be. I, I specifically asked this because, uh, this is more, um, specifically in relation. I might actually, uh, skip into. Let's skip the question again, because uh, the reason I asked this is because I know that there is another game that we have not taken a look at based on The Hunt for Red October, which is an actual, like, it's a computer game that's more, like, it's a naval combat sim, which is, like, more akin to this movie. Uh, but we have not seen that. We have seen the side-scrolling action game based <laughs> on this movie. Um, So did seeing, like, if you've seen that and seen this movie... It, how like can you get more different than that like did seeing this like if you saw that game uh first would that have prepared you for this movie uh and i think we're starting with facts are we at,
2: uh, okay uh hell no <laughs> that that is such a huge fucking difference this is not about this was not about the combat this was about the people on board and the situation they're in and the combat was sort of like, oh yeah, right. You know, there is a war going on. They're gonna to try to sink them, or they're gonna to try to find them. It was a secondary thought. They weren't fighting like huge fucking uh, bases with giant kill me points.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. So, death.
3: Absolutely fucking not. Yeah, like Ax said, that has nothing to do with this movie. It's yeah. basically it's another thing. Like even the other video game you mentioned, because I did a bit of that before. Like, still mostly combat based and there's not a whole lot of that in this. So
1: like. drop up. Uh
0: Yeah. It's <laughs>
1: um, really all I need to say.
0: Cause it's funny. Cause that, that was like one of the first things. Cause I like, I've heard of the movie the hunt for October before, like I had played the game, but I remember seeing like, like I remember seeing like screenshots of it in like a tips and tricks magazine that I, or not like a book of the Nintendo put out. Uh, that had screenshots of this. And I always thought it was a lot slower, That the game was a lot slower and more methodical. Like I'd imagine like the movie would be, oh, but it is not, it is way faster and actiony than it should have been. Uh, it is. I think that that might be one of the most, uh, like did not get the point of the movie uh, games that I think of. The only one I can think of that is more, you did not get the point this one's especially egregious uh, is platoon is there's a game based on platoon
1: and i have a copy of it uh, i All do I'm as well i look forward to the hunt for... Uh, i look i look forward to the hunt for red october visual novel
2: see like i was going to i was going to say like be close. so there's yeah. there's there's a game called titanic adventure out of time and it's oh
1: god yes
2: it's a point and click adventure game and i feel like hunt for red october would have fared a lot better as more point and click adventure game with sort of like um, maybe like a brief mini game to kind of deal with the 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 whole uh, torpedo section. And uh, I think I would've... feel like
1: it wouldn't work as an adventure game just because it's maybe not adventure, but more more on the visual. Novel what are type, you, but, you gonna know, and... solve on a sub? Not not in that not in that regard though,
2: is what I mean. Just more like kind of like how Titanic was, where it was it was a point and click adventure game, but it was more about interacting with people and learning about them and navigating like conversation stuff. And I think Hunt for Red October would have fared a little bit better that
0: way. See, the the thing that I'm actually now thinking of would be a good template for this kind of game, uh is SOS. Okay. Uh, that might be kind of interesting to have like a thing where you're just kind of walking around. Um, and just kind of interacting with things based on a timer. But yeah, that's kind of what I could think of. Cause yeah, uh, this, that, that is, as I said, this is one of the most egregious cases of you did not get the point of this movie at all. Like there's been like plenty of like bad, like shoot 'em ups up space on things like total recall and like, uh, dirty Harry and all that. Uh, but this is just, no, that's not what this movie's about. It's not what the book's about. Um, but yeah uh speaking of the book um and i forgot again who's who ended at uh, the chorpo um it's me does this make you want to look into more tom clancy's
1: fuck no hey because i know what tom clancy is <laughs> but because i don't read in c i sure as fuck wouldn't read about this it's me i don't read
0: but even like, so, because there's like other movies based on Tom Clancy, you got like Clear and Present Danger and like Patriot Games, like Some of, Some all, of fears. all
1: Fears. Legit, I watched this because of this. This isn't my normal wheelhouse. I didn't like, I didn't dislike it. I actually enjoyed the movie. I thought it was pretty good. But like, this is not what I would
0: normally So watching this did not make you want to go and like, oh, maybe, maybe at one point I'd maybe want to watch like Clear and Present Danger.
2: I'm not going to go out and buy a book of the world's greatest sub.
1: It's actually all about sandwich making.
0: Yeah, that, that, that would that would be a book. I would I would read a book about the world's greatest subs. I would too. Um, how about you, Death?
1: Retroactively,
3: yeah, because like this is the this, is, this was actually the first time I've seen this, and like yeah, no, I would never read any of Tom Clancy stuff just because I think that I would get through those books. And video game wise, I'm already from most of those, so yeah,
2: no, I'm not really interested.
0: Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, uh, what about you, Axe?
2: So, uh, unfortunately, I think we're all kind of... We all, unfortunately, are poisoned by the fact that we know who Tom Clancy is and how he thinks and feels about... Um, So that kind of taints that answer. So if I were were to have not known who Tom Clancy is, the answer would still be no, because, again, I don't like political intrigue stuff, and I'm not big into naval warfare and all that. But... um, it would make me more interested in seeing more stuff by the actors than it would anything by Tom Clancy. In fact, I, for a longest time, I didn't even know this had anything to do with Tom Clancy. My first introduction to this was the game that you guys played. Um, and then later on I found out, Oh, Tom Clancy did this and he also did rainbow six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, like even forgetting the fact that it's Tom Clancy's work, I just wouldn't have been interested in it. And, Doubly no, because fuck Tom Clancy.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, I am trying to figure out if. Okay. Uh, yeah, because just to point out, uh, how many pages do you think that this book is, the original book? If you want to just throw out a number,
2: three
3: to four hundred pages.
0: Okay. That yep.
3: is, I don't even know. I'll just say five
1: hundred. Torpo. I will one up you and say seven hundred.
0: Uh, it's three eighty-seven. Oh, Damn. Uh, I'm trying to see because I know that um, I'm trying to see how that compares to the length of Rainbow Six. Oh, well, oh, oh, yeah, it's a lot shorter. Because <laughs> uh, uh, for reference, Rainbow Six is 752 pages.
1: See, I would have uh, been right for Rainbow Six. <laughs> uh, Still would have been low for Rainbow she, Six.
2: She, my frame of reference was... To, uh, Stephen King's *It* was about a thousand pages, and that's the longest book I've ever written. And I don't think *Red October*, though. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm actually surprised at how short that is sure compared to his other books. Um, but yes, um, that definitely, uh, oh. yeah, I could, I could definitely see where this, this is like the, not the black sheep, but it's like, it, it, yeah, it's kind of interesting that this is like Tom Clancy, but then again, it's really early Tom Clancy.
2: This is before he kind of went off. Uh,
0: and I think we've already talked about this one. This is our final question. Uh, do you think this movie is even good for making a video game?
2: Yeah, 100%. I've, I, like I said, if you were to put it in like a, a VN or a VN Adventure, um, I think you could make something fairly interesting. Uh, hell, you could probably even do a board game out of it, sort of like, uh, I don't want to say Secret Hitler, but just something where... Where you have players working together to no, it would be more like pandemic in a way, where you have players working together towards a goal, and maybe have somebody be like, uh play the opposite side, or have two teams one another. Like there are a number of different ways you could sort of gamify this entire concept, but I, I think it could work.
0: Okay, would it be you, Death?
2: I don't know, honestly. Like,
3: like what? Well, Torben said this would, if it could work, it would have to be like because like. I don't know the context. It's mostly like a political. Okay, Torpo. Oh. I do have like a second half of this because related to Just Emerald. Because like I, I'm i honestly surprised. Like Jack Ryan's.
0: Yeah, because it's always either. Well, it's really just like Rainbow Six. And like.
3: Yeah. I don't know what the loot book stuff Yeah, because the,
0: like... the Summerfall Fierce was uh, John Clark, wasn't it?
3: It was Jack Ryan too, but Clark was also in it.
0: Okay. So, I couldn't remember because I know they made a Sum of All Fears game, and I can't remember if that's team based. Yeah, like,
3: i go ahead.
0: Yeah, I, I, I couldn't remember if it was like a Rainbow Six clone, but uh, yeah, I don't think I can't think of any game that you specifically play as Jack Ryan.
3: Because, yeah, they've they never really done like spy games like the Cell, and that's more just sneaking around than actual like spot actual spy stuff like Alpha Protocol, like,
2: like proper uh, espionage, yeah, like proper kind spy of... stuff, sneaking You're... around stuff. You're more of like, not like an assassin, but just very much like you're trying to be a goat. You're not trying to learn anything. You're just trying to not get caught. It also bears noting that Tom Clancy's writing is so very like one noted that there is a website that you can go to and you pull some drop downs. It will generate a Tom Clancy uh, plot based on bad guys picked, scheme picked, third party picked, stake picked, hero and conclusion.
0: That sounds about right.
2: It's really funny.
0: Yeah. Um like yeah, because I'm, I'm just, just gonna drop the link there. Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking of like Rainbow Six and like the, the whole plot of that is basically uh basically uh environmentalists lead, or like corporation led by environmentalists is going to cause an Ebola virus at the Olympics that's gonna kill ninety eight percent of the people. And then somehow <laughs> and then like that corporation's also recruiting uh the IRA basically recruits this guy who brings in the IRA, the red action or red army faction. Uh, the, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. I think just some random bank robbers and I think Basque separatists. Like it's basically the, Hey, here are these uh, terrorists that have no longer been anywhere relevant. And it's yeah, like
3: the, it's video games. So it's like even like the first one to face them. Now they just dropped all that in favor of like shit. Maybe that makes sense.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah, and and then like once, I mean the only the only time that like the rainbow uh, like the Tom Clancy games uh uh would go into like actual Tom Clancy territory was that lovely period in the mid two thousands when they would like uh when Gra like Gra and Rainbow Six Vegas when it was uh kind of pointed towards Mexico a lot. That's that, putting it kindly. Yeah,
1: as someone who has also played Vegas. I like Vegas. Vegas is good. <laughs> hey, no, don't get me wrong. Actually Vegas I, is fucking great.
0: Actually, I just remembered the plot point of Vegas 2 and now I'm mad.
2: Well, you can't talk about Which it. Just remember, what happens in Vegas uh, stays in Vegas. The place. fact
0: that Vegas 2's end bad guy is just a guy that was on your team. Because yeah. he got pissed well, off. Because was... he, he screwed up a mission.
3: Well, they revealed that in the first one. It's just
2: a bit whiny.
0: Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that's that's that. That's not None the- of
2: this really ca- matches up to the greatest Tom Clancy game, which is uh, Total or End War or whatever the fuck it was called. The Voice end one. End War.
0: Yeah. Good. That war. was
2: good. It's the best game.
0: Anyway, yes. Uh, also, you-, you mispronounced Hawks. The Flight Sim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yes. That is the Hunt for Red October. Uh, wait, so... I
1: still never even answered the question. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yes. Oh, my yes. fucking God, y'all, okay. Y'all went so hard off topic that you dropped me like a sack of shit.
0: Okay, Torpo, do you feel this movie is prime for video games?
1: Don't answer it out of pettiness. Yes. See, I joked about the visual novel, but there's another take you could also go with it, which uh, are you familiar with Silent Hunter 3?
0: I th- no. think I've heard of it.
1: Sort it us. is it is a a submarine sim uh, about being a u-boat uh in world war Two uh during the battle of the atlantic uh and it's it's very much about being on a sub driving a sub using a sub to fight other things and moving that sub all over the place for things like uh you know actually fighting escorts all that and i feel like you could take that and make it far more objective oriented With with more modern sub stuff, and actually have that be an interesting, uh, hunt for red October type game, uh, in my opinion at least. And Hmm. a lot of hunt for red October was
2: about them trying to stay quiet and not get caught. So you could also go like a stealth route in terms of like your gameplay style, where you're trying to avoid being detected in a number of certain circumstances.
1: Because yeah, like 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 Silent Hunter Three is one of those. It's it's very hardcore like sub sim type deal.
0: Uh yeah, also to point out there is also the Silent Hunter series. There's also the Silent Service series that uh Meier worked on that also huh. I believe is very similar to that.
1: but yeah. So I, I figured like a more intense uh sub sim but it's much more story and objective oriented could actually really work for this. What about you, lo
0: I mean, yeah, those that those work. Like there are there are good sub sims. Like uh, I'm sure like the hunt for the Red October like the computer game is more combat focused, but yeah. Uh, I was trying to think. I thought that Koei had a submarine game, but I was thinking of Uncharted Waters, which is definitely not submarines. Um, and yeah, the only, the only I can't remember. Uh, no, that, that one's a lot more action-based. So I was thinking um, Treasures of the Deep, which is another submarine game. Uh, but also there is the complete opposite if you want to. It's great because the right, great Hunt for Gr- like sub-game wasn't even the best kind of action-y sub-game, which, if you want that, uh, In the Hunt is definitely a good game for that. Um, But yes. Okay. I think that is it for Right on the Hunt for October. I think everyone's answered every question. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I think we can now go on and rank this, actually. So, yes. uh, On here, we have a 1 to 21 ranking scale. Uh, where one is considered Mastercraft and can't be beat practically, and twenty one being uh, don't even bother. Like it's not even even fun. Watch. It is just complete trash. Uh, so, um, Axe, what do you what what number are you thinking on the scale?
2: Um, this is a blue move. I mean, it's it's not purple. It's it's not it's not a really great film, but it's very competent at what it does. Th- Especially, again, I'm giving it extra credit for being a Tom Clancy story that isn't racist or just garbage, you know? So, I- I'm going to say uh, anywhere between 5 and 8.
0: Okay. Well, what about you, Death?
3: Yeah.
2: I'd like it a bit better than that
3: because it's not a perfect film. I have seen better. But
1: I think I'd go with 6.
0: Okay. Uh, what about you, Torpo?
1: I would to say five or six. And also, I realized that we never actually talked about what the plot was.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, never. I was gonna say, basically, the guy wants to defect. He's a sub captain. He has a deaf So he's on a deaf submarine, but he realizes that yeah, this is gonna start World War III. I'm defecting.
1: Yeah, the submarine I'm tired was specifically of war where nothing happens. I just want the submarine was specifically well designed. Design.
2: Yeah, it was designed specifically to be uh, – it was the first submarines supposed to have, like, extremely advanced uh, stealth technology and could easily turn the tide of the Cold War if they needed to. And so the guy who lost his wife while he was, was basically defecting because, hey, why not America? Yeah.
0: It, well. it It's basically – I was going to say it's – if Metal Gear, if Liquid just gave up what Metal Gear. <laughs> Uh, I love it. That's because perfect. essentially the Red October is essentially treated like a Metal Gear.
1: Well, the Red October is a machine meant to start World War III, but it's supposed to hit hard and fast because it is the size of an aircraft carrier. It has a massive payload on it. Right.
2: But it also has, like I said, that that stealth technology with the Caterpillar. Uh, yeah, so it can sneak it. up. Yeah.
0: So essentially Metal Gear.
1: Yeah, Metal Gear. Basically,
0: yeah. Um,
1: But what? Oh, wait, five or six. I'd say five or six
0: yeah it seems like in general consensus and I it sounds like six is probably a good one for this yeah yeah, yeah. J- just just right below the indigo but yeah I think it because it's a it's a well done movie like I can't think much like the only thing that I can think of that I didn't care for and like it's just the kind of movie that it is but yeah. I'm not gonna fault it for doing that because it's not like you can't make a movie that I'm not gonna like it isn't my cup of tea, but uh, yeah, I think six is probably a spot for this. Let's see, the Hunt for Red October. Uh, this movie came out. Uh, this twelve. This came out in nineteen ninety. Was Sean McTiernan was the director. Uh, this came out in theaters. Uh, this is I would probably say war. Yeah.
1: This is one hundred percent war. War or drama. Political. It Political is thriller, war. Physics. Uh,
0: and then tone. Tense russian yeah i'm kind of i'm wondering of what i have they don't really have a thriller yeah it's not tense in, i don't, don't have any. i don't, don't have a
1: taut face
0: yeah, I don't have tense. Uh, you really gotta
1: revise this shit
0: yeah um let's just call this for now uh i'm just gonna call it mundane just this very tense fucking face i guess that'll work for it okay uh, so, is there anything we want to call out in music, charm, theatrics, uh, or cinematography? Theatrics, action, and art.
1: Up for theatrics. I also think the cinematography was pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Music was good. Okay. Had a decent.
0: Yeah. Uh, anything else?
1: Not off the top I, of my head. I
0: don't know. I don't
2: know because like that scene where they all they all kind of in, in unity just start singing. um... I don't know. There's there's weird little bits of charm to it. Like the overall film doesn't have charm, but there are little moments that give it sort of not just like a little bit of charm. But it feels kind of like homey in a way, where you just you're seeing these characters sort of ready to build these new lives, and you get to hear about it. I I don't know. There's a little
0: There's a little bit. I don't know if I'd call it off though for it, because uh, it, it's like a lot of the movie. It's not like that.
2: This is true. It does bear being
0: mentioned though. Uh. Anything in regards to yay or nay? So because we mentioned that it's long, but I don't know if I'd call it off for that.
1: No, it's uh, as long as
2: it needs to be. I thought it was so long. It it could have been a little short. It could have done with a few less Jack Ryan
0: scenes.
2: Fine, I'll Fuck yeah, so all of
1: you. I felt it was as long as it needed. It in, could have been two hours, and I think.
0: Yeah, it's two hours and fifty minutes. is is the full length, so it's it it's not three hours.
2: Yeah, thank God for that.
0: Yeah, it's not Titanic.
2: I already felt bad that we were doing a two-plus-hour movie because of me, so... Titanic, where I will eventually draw the line. Okay, no, but there is a Titanic game based on the movie, fucker.
1: I will throw you in the trash.
0: (laughs) I mean, remember, we're doing series at some point, so length of movie is not... This is just one thing
1: yeah but it's just like titanic is not my thing is is more what i oh, think yeah, it's that, a three yeah. hour fest of suck and i am so down with
0: to- well we'll see <laughs> anyway yeah i yeah i can't think of anything so for you i think this is probably good at as it is all right uh so there we have the hunt for red october so um with that uh ax is there anything you want to plug
2: uh, I do a uh, Twitch series at twitch.tv slash axe and you can also catch the videos. Uh, same address but YouTube.
0: Okay. Death?
2: I do.
3: Yeah, no good reason. Uh, Mixer.com slash Deathmaster780. Okay.
0: Turbo. Uh
1: Twitch.tv slash torpid typist, and I would like to plug the holes in my sub. That's just Swiss cheese. I mean, honestly, we're already dead is the problem because if there are holes in the sub, you've got bigger problems. But That's yeah, some decompression. Well, not decompression. It's the opposite problem, actually. <laughs> or
2: what's, what's Compression. Drowning.
1: It's compression. You'll be there.
2: crushed. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Shut up. I know my son.
0: All right. So, yes, uh, that'll do it for that. Uh, so next episode, we have something interesting because we have a web cartoon so oh, Jesus. our next the next thing we are taking a look at is shifty looks mappy series uh, yes! which Actually,
1: that stuff's really good
0: which is an interesting thing uh
1: shifty look is interesting it has uh
0: yes rest in peace <laughs> um so yes uh we will be taking a look at that next episode so uh thank you all for listening this has been another episode of media delta if you would like to view the entire list of rankings for yourself, you can go to r3.ldp.life to see the Residence and Essence list that Media Delta covers, as well as the other lists that are covered by our sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody. If you'd like to watch Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can watch it live on Fridays at 730 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays at 230 pm Eastern Standard Time, and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash or you can view any of the episodes anytime at youtube.ldp.life. If you would like to help with hosting costs, you can go to patreon.ldp.life and help out with a $2 or $5 pledge. If you would like to discuss this episode in any other episode of our community, you can join our Discord server at discord.ldp.life. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow it at HazeltownStory, or you can follow me, your host, at LoloDePuzzlo. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back for a round for the next episode.